Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Trading Card Therapy, episode number 34. We have an exciting show for you planned today. We're going to jump right into it. Grateful and very thankful for you to be tuning in, whether it be live during the stream or if you're watching it afterwards on our YouTube channel or, of course, wherever you get your favorite podcast such as Apple and all those other places like Spotify. Hey, what's up, TC? How are you? So first thing I wanted to get into, and it's a little bit of a nerdy uh, topic, but we don't do it enough on here, and I thought there might be of some value uh, to the community. I want to talk about a card I recently got back from grading. It's a 1953 Tops Willie Mays. It got an SGC 2.5. What's up, Harry? Thanks for tuning in. So this is one of my favorite cards from the 1953 top set, uh, this in the mantle. And if you didn't already know, these, of course, are drawings. I'm going to show this on Instagram as well. So the cards were produced, all these images from original art. And some of that original art was actually auctioned by Robert Edwards Auctions uh, a number of times through the years. Highly coveted, highly desirable in our industry. So um, what I want to talk about today with this card is the technical aspects of grading. And what I'm thinking is over the next several weeks, I'm going to choose randomly cards that come back from grading and talk about why I think they graded what they did and see what the feedback is. See if you folks enjoy that content. So without further ado, as you can see, we are looking at the 1953 tops, high number of Willie Mays, it graded two and a half. Now, I'm not sure how great you'll be able to see this on camera. And of course, I will be able to show it again for Instagram, but not at the same time uh, as YouTube. So um, first thing that comes to mind, you can see is this cornerware right here in the lower right. Okay. So I know you can't see it as well as I can under the, you know, the way I looked at it under my light earlier today, but in general, that corner is by far the weakest corner. This one right here, the lower left, is the next weakest corner. The top corners more look like solid X, to all, you know, VGX to X. The bottom corners, I'd say this one is more like VG to VGX. However, this one right here, you really could have that card, uh, meaning a card that was a two, like a good, could have corners like this. So that's just talking about the cornerware, right? You're not talking about anything to do with the surface. Uh, or anything of that nature, which actually it looks pretty clean at first glance. So right now, um, I would place this card at approximately like a three to four, just based on corner wear. Um, even though 53s are notoriously tough to grade um, high because of the way that any corner wear appears on that black right there. So some of you probably cannot see as well. And once again, I'll show that corner wear to the Instagram folks out there, right there. So you can see that's not really any better than VG. And even though the other corners might be better, it's hard for a card like that to grade much better than a VG, you know, three, three and a half. But you're looking at the grade and you're saying, wait a minute, but it's two and a half. So is it undergraded? I actually think it's accurately graded, if not maybe a half grade too much, but I'm going to show you why right now here on Trading Card Therapy. So if you look right up here on the left edge, a little bit more than halfway through the top, where the top of my thumb is pointing to. You may be able to see this. You may not. Maybe what we'll do is we'll blow up a picture of this for our uh, Instagram account. But you're going to see there's basically a break in the paper. It's like a little bit of a half circle. So there's a break in the paper and there's clearly some edge wear there. So I know you folks cannot see it as well. 
uh, on the camera. But at least in my experience through the years, and I'll show that to the Instagram family as well, right there. So my experience through the years, if the paper on a card is broken, so if a crease breaks the paper, at least the way that I understood it for all those years grading with SGC and PSA, tens of thousands of vintage cards, typically the card will not grade higher than a two. So I knew setting this in that there was a really good chance the card would just get a two. I didn't think it would get a three. And once again, doing the best I can to show this to you, you have that service wear right there and it clearly breaks the paper. So I think this card could have got as low as a two. Um, but I think that because of the way that the rest of the card looks, the eye appeal um, overall, how the top corners more look like VGX to X, even though that one's got a little bit of wear and that one's certainly the, the worst one. Maybe it's like a VG-ish type corner. Even though that breaks the surface here, it's not really ugly. It's not apparent at first glance. And so it is not shocking to me to see this in a two and a half, but I think it may be approximately a half grade a little bit higher than I thought. So of course, I'm pleasantly happy with this card. And I think it also looks great in a tux, i.e. SGC, for those of you who don't know that lingo, the card just presents really well against that black frame of the SGC holder. But please let me know in the thoughts below. I'm curious if you agree. Do you think the card was accurately graded? Do you think the card was undergraded? Or do you think it was overgraded? Would love to hear your thoughts. We're going to do more of these moving forward if you enjoy this type of content. All right. Next up is a special card we just got back from PSA. Not that Willie Mays was not, but this card in particular was special because it got a high grade and therefore I was upcharged by PSA. So for those of you who kind of don't know what that means or what that lingo is, you know, you send cards into PSA or SGC, which are the two major grading companies. But of course, there's others like Beckett and ISA. These are also great options. So if you send in a card and the card ends up getting a higher grade than you thought, therefore works potentially exponentially more, you may get upcharged. Therefore, they may charge you more money. In other words, if you've got a card graded for 150 bucks and it's worth X amount more, they might charge you $150 more. Just depends on what the value of that card is. So in this case, I know what I was hoping for. I know what I thought I would get. I was hoping for an eight. I thought it would get a seven because that's just kind of how it goes sometimes with vintage grading. First time he graded it from a fresh collection. Check out this beauty right here for the first time ever on Trading Card Therapy. Gorgeous 1958 tops, Mickey Mantle, PSA 8, very sharp corners, maybe a smidge off uh, centered left to right, which candidly is probably the reason why it didn't get an eight and a half because it has the attributes of an eight and a half. What's up, Charles? What's up, What's up, Nick? Um, but this does go to show you, if you're sending quality cards to the grading companies, you can achieve quality grades. You won't always get the grade that you want. You will not always get the grade that you feel you deserve. But part of what I'm going to try to do with trading card therapy is bring to you more knowledge and at the very least start a discussion about grading that's healthy and not always be complaining about you didn't get the grade just maybe talk about why I think it graded what it did. And so for this card, I think it's accurately graded. Just because I thought it would grade a seven doesn't mean I thought it was a seven. I just thought like, you know, they're conservative, who knows? Um, but this is a beauty. Shout out to TC, who's watching. Mick is his dad's favorite player. Showing this off now on Instagram so the folks on IG can see as well. 
would love to know the last really big vintage card you graded with PSA or SGC. Drop me a note, either on here or send me an email, send me a DM. Even if it's not for sale, just love to see great cards. What's up, Tom? Got an interesting question from Facebook. I believe it's from Harry. Harry asks, do you believe that grading companies are trying to cap the number of 10s for population control? So the wet answer is this. I really hope not. I really, really hope not. I think it's the job of the grading card uh, companies to grade the cards accurately. Is it possible they're doing that? Anything's possible. But I really hope that it's not going on. So, like I said, um, I wanted to mention and show off this mantle, of course, not only because I'm super stoked about it, but also, you know, I've heard people say, ah, oh, PSA is great and super tough, and, you know, you never get anything good. A lot of people just like to, you know, talk. And so I thought it would be prudent to come on here to show off a fresh collection, excuse me, a fresh beauty from a collection that we got recently. First time we graded it with PSA. I'm really happy with the grade. I think it was graded appropriately. Um, and in fact, if it was graded, a, excuse me, if it was centered a little bit better, I think it might've gotten eight and a half, but we're very grateful for this. And uh, who knows if you check out the store here in Milburn, New Jersey, it might just be out today for sale. So come on by to 296 Milburn Ave, Suite 102 right here in Milburn, about 150 feet up from the world famous Milburn Deli. All right, last topic of today. It's a doozy. I wouldn't really call this a walk-in because he had scheduled an appointment beforehand uh, with us here. Uh, he was from several hours away, decided to take the journey after we provided him an initial evaluation. And I want to show this off for this amount of cards. So yesterday I looked at a tobacco collection that I thought had approximately 11 or 12 cards. And I thought that that is what the individual had. We were going to be happy to buy them because in, in that group of 11, there was a Walter Johnson, a Cy Young, a Ty Cobb, um, and some really big names. What we didn't know, or what I didn't know, J5, is that there were hundreds more T206s and T205s that have all been untouched since 1910. Nate was a gentleman I met with. The cards belonged to his family. Unbelievable story. The cards originated and were initially collected and retained by his great, great cousin, Joe McCord. And you guessed it, in Georgia, down south, where a lot of tobacco cards have come up through the years. So yeah, you're in for a lovely surprise today. So lovely. If you're tuning in for trading card therapy for the first time, welcome to the community. Make sure you subscribe to our show. It's a lot of fun every week. And we talk about anything and everything related to cards. So the first card, which is probably the least valuable in the collection, but check this out. It's the only one. It's not really stamped. It's typed on. J.A. McCord, 209 Ponce de Leon Avenue. Grew up in, excuse me, uh, he grew up in Georgia, um, as I was told, and it makes sense. As I said, a lot of uh, tobacco collections have uh, come out of uh, down south. Only card in the collection that was typed on 
which I thought was really interesting. And if anyone's asking, this is the only card we've actually not purchased. Nate has asked us to send this back. So we only have this card for photography purposes only. So we could document this for our blog. And if you're curious to see the full story in the video behind this collection, along with hundreds of other collections like this, be sure to check out our blog on Just Collect. I'm telling you, it's great. Blog.justcollect.com. So getting back to that original stack, here you go. There's 11 cards. And I would have been thrilled to just deal with these. However, and this isn't all of them. This isn't all the short prints. There's broadleaf backs on 05s. But these are all Hall of Famers and stars. We're going to go through them in just a minute. Pretty amazing that the cards were cared for and survived over 100 years in the same family. And Joe explained to me, they went from his great-great-cousin to his great-great-grandfather, then ultimately down to his great-uncle, who gave them to his, I believe, his grandfather, then his father, and then ultimately down to Nate. Now, Nate's not really a collector, um, but he is going to hang on to the one card I just showed you. And before I... I'm going to find the card. Oh, here it is. So I'm only bringing this up because Nate did yesterday... Nate, as I described it, comes from a conservative, um, good, solid uh, Catholic family. Very little, if any, cursing went on as a child. So he said to me, Layton, besides the one card I just showed you that has great-great-cousin Joe McCord's information on it, there's one card, and he appreciated because we were recording. He didn't want to curse. We'll curse here. There's one card that has the words shit shit on the back and he, they don't know if they didn't like this player or not well you wouldn't believe it but it is a hall of famer so we we're evaluating the cards we're looking for rare backs all that kind of good stuff we get to the frank chance we turn it over it is in fact a rare back it's the known as the shit shit piedmont back so check that out this card is ours we are not sending this one back but he is going to get the joe mccord typed on uh, Mac, Harry McIntyre, Brooklyn and Chicago variation. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, we're going to get right into the collection now, and I'm going to show you just the first 11 or 12 cards that Nate and his family contacted our company Just Collect about. So in other words, they sent us a handful of images. We're like, oh, of course we're interested in these cards. Um, we provided an evaluation for them. We let them know what we thought they were worth, and then we told them what we would be willing to pay for them. Hey, what's up, Monty? I agree with you. We're going to try to see if PSA will indicate a new back in the pop report on PSACard.com, known as the Piedmont shit shit back. Right now, I think it's pop one. Precursor of the Billy Ripken. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. All right, so here is the first 11 cards, which already was enough eye candy for us here. So what I have to do is make sure I show off each one here and on IG. Thanks for tuning in on IG. If you haven't already, please uh, like and follow our Trading Card Therapy Instagram account. 
Nice dark cap of Maddie. Walter Johnson hands a chest. Nice mid-grade example. Here's our first sighting of Tyrus Cobb. Charles, this collection's got great eye appeal all throughout. Thanks, Harry. Walter Johnson portrait. Second copy. Great eye appeal, even though it's going to technically grade low. Blazing red portrait. Now we're going to get into some of the 05s. Once again, this is only part of the initial 11 cards. Cy Young. Another Cy Young. Here's Maddie. It's actually a pair. Walter Johnson, a little small. And you got a Cobb, T205. As I mentioned, one more shot of the shit shit back. And then we're going to get into the rest of the Hall of Famers and stars. Even though this is not all of them, this is a lot of them. All in all, combined between T205 and T206 tobacco cards, there are over 400 cards that we are proud to be bringing to the hobby in a fresh collection that has not seen the light of day since 1910. Charles, great question. They were stored in a little box. They were in the safety deposit box for the last number of years. Only recently, they put the cards in those tobacco card sheets. So when I took them out yesterday, I put them in card savers. Excuse me, uh, the Stars and Hall of Famers. And that was the first time these cards have actually ever been in individual holders. Well, we tried TC, but you know, when you're writing shit, shit on the back of cards, it is what it is. Um, all right. Next up is, uh, here, we'll start off with the, um, Oh sixes. We'll see what kind of time we have and how many we can run through today. Now, IG, are you having a good time on there? You, you like me showing the, uh, the stars off, making me work over there. Home run Baker. I think there's two of them. You got it, Charles. We're happy to do some trades with you. Bresnahan Portrait. I know some of you probably want to know about Rarebacks. There was a number of uh, EPDG uh, backs. And in the 05s, a number of Broadleaf backs. Very cool collection. There's four. Oh, there's three Benders. Actually, we, we, Bender we gave away on the show yesterday. He begged me to give one away. And speaking of giveaways, we're going to put up a T206 from this collection. In the next little bit of time, you'll have to follow Trading Card Therapy and Late and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for 
notice on Instagram. A Mordecai Brown portrait. This is a new purchase. We became the sole owners of this amazing collection yesterday afternoon. It was just over three hours of intense work. And then Nate was easy to talk to. We set up everything, you know, well, we explained to him what he had. Um, but it took a fair amount of work, that's for sure. Chance yellow and red portraits. Eddie Seacott. Old Mill, by the way. That was kind of cool. There is some Old Mills in the collection. Fred Clark. Bill Dahl in the Brooklyn variation. Tough. Crawford. There's some nice mid-grade examples in this collection, Charles. Eddie Collins' portrait. Although he only has one card in the set. Evers batting. Miller Huggins, hands and mouth. Probably yelling at me to come inside, stop uh, horsing around. Clark Griffith batting. Elmer Flick, only one card in the T206 set. This one's a nice one. Hall of Famer from Cleveland. Love the Addy Jazz cards, uh, the pitching variation and the portrait. I might keep the portrait. I do not have an Addy Jazz portrait in my collection. Miller Huggins portrait. Couple more cards. All three variations. One of my favorite cards in the set. Love that background. I might keep that as well. We Willie Keeler, Hall of Famer from New York. If that's not your favorite T206 card in the set, what is? Let me know in the comments. Would love to know. Tris Speaker and that gorgeous blue background. Hey, what's up, Rye? Appreciate you uh, joining, and I'm glad that you are um, enjoying today's show. It's really a lot of fun to show these off. And, of course, you know, to go out and find them. McGraw. Another McGraw. Rube Waddell portrait. It's become a very popular card in the set in recent years. Only man with a mustache in the Tito 6 set. John Titus. Take her hands on knees. Eddie Walsh portrait. Nice card. Zach Wheat. For those that are listening to this show, if you want to see the reveal of this tremendous horde of Hall of Famers from T206 to T205, check us out, Trading Card Therapy. You can watch our entire show on our Just Collect YouTube channel, right? Oh, here we go. So I, I pulled a couple of the EPD G-backs right here. There might be a couple more, but these are the ones that were... Wrong Wagner there. We got a Heine. Got a cubby for an EPD G. Charles, that's kind of cool. All right, so that is just some of the highlights. We'll show off more in the coming days, but I wanted to get things moving today. All right, we're going to show off some of the 05s. Without further ado, we got a pair of home run bakers. Love this card in the ornate design of T205s. 
The Chief. Bender, that is. Very cool. Roger Bresnahan, both versions. Open mouth, closed mouth. How you doing? Bunch of the short prints are in the 05s. Mordecai Brown. Wild collection. Very grateful to become a new owner of it. Sincerely appreciate Nate and his patience yesterday. And of course, his family being excellent caretakers of it for the last 100 plus years. Really nice Frank Chance there, Charles. Another Frank Chance. Eddie Collins, we got a pair. Let's play two. All right. Here's the Eddie Collins open mouth variation. You Duffy. Johnny Evers. Mr. Huggins. Addy Joss. Rube Marquard. Tris Speaker. Bobby Wallace. Both variations. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to have an exciting giveaway of potentially a couple of these cards on Vintage Breaks today. So if you're not sure how to find us, check us out at youtube.com slash vintage breaks, and you'll see our YouTube channel will be streaming all day. These are the two-line 19 stat, 1910 stats, two lines of 1910 stats. Eddie Walsh. Eddie Walsh. Zach Wheat. So like I said, folks, it was my pleasure to show off uh, some of the highlights from this collection today. It was a lot of fun yesterday evaluating. It was pretty intense for a while uh, as it was a lot of work. But it was a blast. Oh, so uh, very, um, very funny, quick uh, mention uh, before we get into something else. Uh, so I had no idea how long this was going to take. J5 did not inform me that he had more than 11 cards. I don't know if he knew. We're going to find out the real scoop next time we're together on air. Um, so, you know, I've been eating pretty healthy these days. and I ate a very light breakfast and, you know, it became apparent to me. I'm like, I'm going to have to do something about food. So I had the staff go out and get tuna. And I made it seem as like I told the guy, I'm like, hey, you know, I got to go to the bathroom for a minute. And I literally was stuffing tuna in my face so I could have some protein and energy so I could finish the collection. And the guy's like, oh, you want to grab lunch later? I'm like, you know, my son's going to come here. It's going to be dinner time. I'm like, you should just go to Milburn Deli. So it all worked out for the best. Um, but thank you again to Nate uh, for being so patient, for doing the drive. Um, and, uh, you know, we're very fortunate um, for uh, being able to buy your collection. Um, but on a more serious note, uh, this just has to do with our community. Uh, I'm sure folks, you know, are very well aware of what's going on, uh, you know, out there in the world, certainly with Turkey and Syria. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, uh, there's no words. Um, but there is something that has impacted us a little bit more closely at home here at Vintage Breaks that I wanted to just mention at the end of the show today. Um, so my heart goes out uh, to uh, Jace and the rest of the Mancini family. 
Um, unfortunately, I got notice uh, the other day from Jace uh, that Dom, um, unfortunately, has passed on. Um, and I know that Dom was a very active uh, member of our community for the last several years. Uh, I'm really glad that um, I'm trying to hold my shit together. I'm really glad that we were able to meet in person and um, do the, uh, you know, the trade night of a few years ago um, and meet. And so, uh, you know, this year we weren't sure if we were going to do something like that at the National, but in honor of Dom, uh, we are going to do something. Uh, we'll keep everyone posted. Of course, my thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Jace uh, and the entire Mancini family. And I know many of you know uh, Jace, so feel free to reach out. Um, I'm sure he'd appreciate any TLC that you have to offer, uh, but the entire Mancini family will be in my thoughts and prayers. And with that, we will wrap up, <clears throat> excuse me, episode number 34 of Trading Card Therapy. Thanks for tuning in today.